You're listening to episode 63 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is another Tuesday, and this Tuesday, I've got a guest. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about the Alexa conference, and today's guest is somebody that I met at the Alexa conference. In fact, I heard him speak at the Alexa conference, and I was so impressed by what he was doing, I just knew that I had to have him on the podcast. This guest is none other than Shanthan Kesharaju, and he is the creator of Sermo Labs, and he has created a number of skills over a number of years, uh, which are all geared towards some type of educational principle, educational component of these skills. He has two math skills, and he has another game, which actually teaches some basics of programming or coding to kids. And you'll, as you'll hear, he is a really, really bright guy. He knows his uh, technology, but he also has a really good business sense. And on top of that, he's got a really great heart, as you'll hear the story. I love the story about why he created his one, two, three math skill. And um, anyway, let's get right to the interview. I think you'll be really impressed by what he has to say. So here we go. Here's the interview with Shanthan. Hey there, Shanthan. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining uh, me and the listeners. Hey, thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me on your talk show. It's really an honor. Wonderful. Well, uh, as you know, I, I met you at the uh, the conference recently uh, in uh, where were we in Chattanooga, and it was a pleasure to meet you. And I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk a little bit about what you're doing and some of your skills. And so maybe we can first start off by having you introduce yourself and telling us a little bit about your background. Sure. I'm Shantan Kesharaju, and uh, I'm the founder of Sermo Labs. I've been in the technology industry for over 15 years, uh, where I've been leading uh, product teams across business functions and uh, channels, including web, mobile, and voice. Uh, I have uh, a bachelor's in computer science and a few master's degrees uh, in management and business administration. I'm also very interested in uh, artificial intelligence and analytics, and I'm currently uh, working as a product manager of uh, artificial intelligence in a financial services company. Wonderful. So lots of great experience there uh, with with uh, with technology for sure and artificial intelligence. This is all great stuff when it comes to voice technology. So tell me a little bit about what got you interested in voice technology. Terry, you know, we are living in some exciting times, you know, where the next big technological transformation is happening as we speak. If you look at the history of uh, computing, we as humans always wanted to interact with computers in a much more natural way uh, using voice. But, uh, you know, today, uh, the way we interact with computers is on their own terms. We try to learn a language to communicate with the computer. And it's not really natural it's more abstract and complex even like uh, if you think about the ways we have been computing from uh, dealing with computers in the past we started with punch cards and that gave away to machine code and that to a command line and then to a graphic user interface 
but machines still force us to come to them on their own terms, uh, speaking their own language. And this dream of uh, communicating with computers uh, in a more natural way is not a new thing. It started like way in the back in the 50s. Uh, Bell Labs invented the first uh, system that can recognize digits uh, read off by a particular voice. It's called Audrey. And in the next decade, 60s, if you look at it, IBM designed a system called Shoebox, which is capable of understanding 11 words. And in the 70s, the defense uh, agency funded a five-year research program to develop a system called Harpy, which recognized over 1,000 words. Then in the 80s, we have seen the first voice-enabled dolls, uh, which uh, enabled uh, kids to talk to dolls in a language. And uh, IBM also, during this time, uh, came up with a pretty typewriter, which could actually understand 20,000 words. Then in the 90s, uh, you know, the Dragon Company came out with this uh, tool called uh, Dictate, which was the first uh, speech recognition tool. And during the same time, IBM also came up with uh, MedSpeak. But it was only in the 21st century, at the dawn of the 21st century, AI becoming more easily affordable and with the advancements in cloud computing and the cost of hardware of uh, GPUs, uh, becoming affordable. We start seeing more commercialization of uh, voice products as well as uh, many developers trying to get their hands uh, wet in the field of artificial intelligence sitting right at their home. In 2008, Google released a voice search on mobile phones and that was like the first breakthrough of uh, voice becoming mainstream. Right Then came uh, 2014 when Alexa was first announced and Google Home in 2016. These two products have changed the way uh, we as humans are interacting with the technology. We sit in our living rooms today and we tell Alexa to turn on the lights. We ask it to do uh, different types of uh, home automation uh, tasks. We, we use uh, one of the we use many of the 70,000 Alexa skills uh, which are out there. Uh, as far as market predictions go, right, 25% of the homes today have a smart speaker. And uh, voice is supposed to be a $600 million industry by end of 2019. So this is like a huge market opportunity. And as Steve Jobs says, right, we are, you know, future is being invented and think about surfing on the front edge of a wave. It's really exhilarating. Uh, we don't want to be left behind and we all are in this uh, cusp of the next technological innovation and that really excites me and you know if I can be a small part of that uh, next wave that would be really awesome so that's why I'm really excited about voice. Oh that's great that's a great summary of the of essentially the history of voice it's amazing to me how how you know how much more rapidly the advancements are occurring these days you know it took decades to get to a certain level uh, when it comes to voice recognition artificial intelligence and now it just seems to be accelerating at an exponential pace uh as we go forward so that's really i mean it's really like you said it's a it's a fascinating time it's a really really exciting time um can you tell us a little bit about now um you know what you what you're doing in the voice space and maybe talk a little bit about sermo labs and, and how you got started in this yeah sure 
At Sermo Labs, uh, we are focused on building voice applications which make uh, learning fun and engaging. We have built so far three different Alexa skills which help our customers hone their math and logical skills. So the first of our uh, Alexa skills that uh, I, which I call my flagship Alexa skill is the one to three math. This was started uh, when Alexa was actually first announced in 2014. Uh, I was one of the early adopters of uh, uh, Alexa and built this skill during that time. Uh, one to three math uh, is a skill that can be used by ages of uh, all kinds, actually. Uh, there are three different uh, difficulty levels in this one to three math skill, easy, medium, and hard. The easy level comprises of simple addition, subtraction, and uh, lower elementary topics. Whereas the medium level takes it one level up where the user can uh, test his math uh, multiplication, division, and simple uh, equations. Whereas in the hard level, the questions require the user to at least do more than two operations uh, to get to the answer. So each of each of these levels is catered to a different user persona. Um, the easy level is for more uh, lower elementary, elementary kids. Medium is for elementary, middle school, whereas hard is that technically anyone uh, who is interested in solving math problems can uh, uh, tackle it. There is also, uh, while, while during the development of Alexa skills, uh, one, two, three math, uh, there were a lot of reviews and uh, there was once an email that I got uh, from uh, a gentleman who was, told me that, you know, one of uh, his grandfather, uh, who is on, uh, you know, the edge of getting an Alzheimer's disease. Um, the doctor suggested some cognitive exercises and uh, somehow he ran into one to three math and he uses that uh, every day to keep his mind sharp by practicing five minutes a day. So that was really a uh, eye-opening moment for me because when I started one to three math, it was never, I never uh, imagined that it would be used uh, by somebody like uh, uh, who's on the edge of getting Alzheimer's or a cognitive uh, uh, illness. Uh, so that was really fulfilling. Uh, so one to three math was also featured on very uh, various blogs uh, like Business Insider, Mashable, and Common Sense Media as one of the best Alexa skills to practice math. That's great. So and has uh, rave reviews on Amazon Alexa Store uh, as well. So that's uh, one of my skills. The second one is the World Mathematics League. This is uh, another math skill, but this is more around a competition. The first one is around practicing and learning. This is one is around. This is about a competition. You get fifteen minutes every day mm -hmm. to answer as many math questions as possible, and um, your score is automatically added to your team score. And the way you get enrolled into your team is based on your location. Uh, we enroll you in your country and uh, state. So this skill actually won the grand prize in Amazon's Alexa Tech for Good hackathon last year and also won the best Alexa skill for education category in the Alexa conference in Chattanooga, uh, you know, where I met you. That's fantastic. Uh, the last one uh, uh, we built is uh, Hungry Birds. This is a multimodal skill. This is best experience on an Echo show. The goal of this skill is to teach kids um, programming, right? At least prepare them uh, to understand programming, um, you know, as they grow up. 
so the idea of this skill is um, there is a bird and it's trying to reach its nest. Uh, on the path to its nest, the it is uh, the path to its nest is filled with worms and corn. So whenever the bird lands on a worm or a corn, it can perform two moves. Either it can move forward, uh, it can turn left, it can turn right, or it can do nothing. So when the game starts, there is a map or like a, a scene presented with a bird and nest, a bunch of worms and corn, and a fox. So the user has to select two moves for the corn and two moves for the worm. So when a bird lands on a corn, it performs those two moves. And the same time when the bird lands on a corn, it's going to perform the two moves that you selected for the corn. So if you select the right moves at the start, you will end up reaching the nest correctly and you will stay on the path. Whereas if you don't select the right moves, you will go off path and then you'll be caught by the fox. So that's the goal. There are like 10 or 10 plus challenges um, where the user gets to pick these moves and see how how well his choices are. So it, on a, in the essence, it sounds like a game, but what we try to teach there is a small concept in programming called functions. Uh, in programming, a function is a block of code which is given a name, and when it's called, it performs that block of code. So here, the action of choosing those moves for the con and the action of choosing the moves for the uh, worm are nothing but uh, you're creating a functions where those two operations are executed every time you fall on the one of them. So that was a real uh, very, very basics, uh, but that's that was our intent uh, when we launched this game is to uh, give them but they, they at the same time help them develop this uh, mental muscle uh, for logical thinking and uh, you know programming as they grow up. That's fantastic. So you've got three great skills here, all with some educational uh, um, perspective on them. And uh, boy, and you've won some a num- and you've won a number of awards. So it was the World Mathematics League one that won the award. Just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, it did. That's great. Well, congratulations on that. That's absolutely fantastic. Um. Now, when, when I was at the Alexa conference with you, I heard you give a talk on the story behind creating your one, two, three math skill. And I, I love the story because it really, the thing that I, the thing that I kept thinking to myself was that this skill came from the heart. Like there was a, there was a really nice story behind why you created the skill. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that story and how, how you got started with creating that skill. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was uh, in two 2000- thousand. When Amazon actually announced, uh, you know, uh, Alexa, uh, and I was one of the first guys uh, to actually pre-order the device uh, with the hope that you know they're going to release an SDK one day and I'll develop some skills on that or apps. I thought at least that those days before I know that uh, that they were calling it skills. Um, so uh, I didn't have an idea about what to do, uh, but one day my preschooler came back uh, from school and he was having a conversation with my brother in India over FaceTime and uh, he was so excited uh, to tell him that he has learned uh, addition at school. So my brother goes, oh great, Uh, let me ask you a question, what is one plus two? And my son goes, three. And my brother goes, hooray. And my 
son is super excited. He says, one more. Uh-huh. And he, my brother asks, what is four plus one? And he goes, five. So this exercise went on and on until my brother got tired, but my son wanted more. <laughs> and at that time, an idea struck me, like, you know, why not, you know, create an Alexa skill where Alexa keeps asking him the questions and Alexa never gets tired. So that's how it started. The initial idea was to at least, you know, build a skill for my son and show off that his dad actually can do something with Alexa. <laughs> that's how it really started. Uh, then when uh, he liked it, I thought, why not try it with uh, few of my neighborhood kids and see what they felt about it. Uh, you know, I tried with a bunch of kids and uh, most of them felt it was cool, but, you know, the there were different age group kids and they felt like, you know, it was too easy. Uh-huh. Oh, that actually triggered an uh, you know, idea of this difficulty levels. Uh, so I thought, okay, why not create a couple of these difficulty levels, create a, a set, of, set of questions, uh, launch the skill and see what people think about it. Uh, so I launched this skill uh, with two difficulty levels, actually, uh, easy and hard. And uh, each of them had uh, around roughly five to six questions. Uh, and it was way early uh, in 2014-15 time frame when this skill was launched. Um, and, you know, I started seeing good amount of traffic and I started seeing some five-star reviews as well as some one-star reviews. Huh. And uh, then I thought, okay, great. Uh, let's see why, what the one-star people saying. And they've given me a lot of insights. The initial complaints were about, hey, Alexa doesn't understand what I was saying. Uh, you know, it doesn't give me enough time to answer. It doesn't let me explain the question to my kid. It's used with the answer. So this was way early when Alexa was still learning, As uh, but Alexa still learns today, but it was when it uh, launched, there were some difficulties uh, understanding the accents and things like that. So some of those challenges I could not solve, but there were a lot of, uh, because it was more of, uh, related to Alexa's voice service itself, but many of uh, the others uh, were around uh, feature enhancements that uh, I actually got. Like one of them was, uh, hey, where is the medium level? I only see easy and hard. Uh-huh. Okay, then I thought that's interesting because I didn't want to spend too much time building all of this and only to realize nobody wants it. But now I see people really want that medium skill, um, medium difficulty level. So I added that. I added more questions. And then over a period of time, people say start saying, oh, these are the same questions they keep repeating all the time. Uh, okay, great. So now I took the next step of templatizing the questions, where the question template is the same, but the question itself will be different. right? So every time the question, for example, uh, it might say, John has five apples, Julie has six apples. How many apples do they have in total? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Mm-hmm. But the next time when the same question is asked, it might say, uh, Robert has five apples and Mary has 10 apples. How many apples do they have in total? So the question is the same. I mean, the operation is the same, but the way the uh, objects and the names are different. Okay. So it was just giving the newness to the question, uh, but it it's essentially the same. So uh, that's how I started templatizing. And then from uh, five or six per level to now, uh, it has eventually grown into 45, uh, 50 temp- different question template types per difficulty level. Uh, and today we have like 
three difficulty levels with uh, all those different. So that's how I keep iterate, kept iterating over uh, the skill. And uh, today it has, uh, as I said, it's been it's a success story. It's uh, published. Uh, it's featured on many uh, education blogs. Uh, I met uh, Julie at the uh, the conference. She is one of the pioneers in the edtech uh, field, and I was talking to her about the skill. And I mentioned that hey, you know, this school in uh, Tennessee. I actually tweeted about my skill and then she looks it up and says, dude, this is in common sense media. Uh, the blog is uh, one of the highly reputed blogs of EdTech. Uh, it's really cool. So, I mean, that's those kind of things. And you know, when you hear it's very fulfilling to uh, see where it all started and where it's uh, making an impact. That's fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, that's really great. And and it just sounds like you had a great um, not only was it a great story in terms of the reason you did it, but also just your your thoroughness and your um is your process of gradually uh, iterating on each one is uh, is a great example, I think, of how skills, how effective skills can be developed. So that that's great. So congratulations on that. Many a time, you know, when we start a project, we think that there are no all these different features have to be in a product before you launch it. But you only realize that when you launch a product, uh, customers really use twenty percent of the features that you actually ended up building. So the, the, there's a concept called lean. Uh, startup uh, where they talk about the build measure learn uh, cycle where you start with a small minimum viable product you launch it you see how the customer uh, uh, has received it you learn from it and then you keep iterating on it so uh, this was one of my projects where i actually tried to purposefully uh, you know try and see if the process works uh, and uh, before this, I did a couple of other projects in my prior life where I ended up building this fully sophisticated products. Uh, on one was a mobile app and one was a learning center completely like Khan Academy for Indian schools. And, you know, I spent so many hours on it and only to realize that nobody used it. So this was a great example of how to do uh, product development and it really worked out. That's fantastic. Yeah, like I say, it's it's a great example. It's a good case study of you know if somebody wants to learn how to how to create, design, build an Alexa skill, then uh, they only have to look at you for for the example. Um, this is a great great discussion, and and I'm really happy to say that as well. Your skills are in Canada, are they not? Yes, they are. That's wonderful. So our listeners here as well can can access these skills and give them uh, give them a try. Certainly. Um, is there anything uh, else that you wanted to mention to our listeners uh, that we haven't spoken about today? Yeah. Uh, one cool thing that we just uh, launched in the 123 Math Skill is premium content. Um, so if you get tired uh, uh, answering all the uh, 40 different templates, you can now enhance uh, your uh, question base by additional 2025 questions. So do check that out as well and uh, please provide your feedback. Wonderful. Well, that's that's great. Again, uh, again, uh, Shantan, thank you so much for for taking the time to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Congratulations to you. Uh, congratulations on winning the awards for your skills. Uh, like I said, we we had a chance to to chat at the conference, and I was really impressed with what you're doing. So, 
So uh, I think you, you've got some, uh, some bright things ahead of you here as far as the, the Alexa skills go. Where can listeners go to learn more about what you're doing and otherwise connect with you? Oh, firstly, thanks, Terry, uh, uh, for those nice comments. Uh, people can, uh, you know, look me up on LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, depending upon the type of content, I share it on one of those sites. Like if I'm doing an innovation project using voice, I typically post a video on my YouTube channel. Um, you can search my name and then you can see my channel there. Um, or, you know, you can follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Also, if you have any interesting idea for an Alexa skill that can help uh, our community, uh, please do reach out to me and let's brainstorm together. Well, that's great, Chandan. And I'm sure uh, we'll be chatting more in the future because I've got some ideas. And uh, like I say, um, you know, it'd be a pleasure to work with you uh, going forward here in the future. So again, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. And I look forward to chatting with you again very soon. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me. And uh Thank you to all your uh, uh, viewers as well. So what do you think? Good stuff, huh? Shanthan is a, uh, is a smart guy, and he covers his bases in terms of uh, knowing the technological aspects of creating good skills, knowing the business side of creating good skills, and doing it for the right reasons. And I think when you can combine all of those uh, talents and motivations, um, then you're, uh, you've got a recipe for success. And I know that's why, or at least that's what I believe, why I believe uh, Shantan has been so successful with his, uh, with his skills. Of course, I've got the, uh, the links to his skills and anything else that he mentioned on the show notes page for this episode, which as usual can be found at alexaincanada.ca slash 63. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with... Another episode as usual, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you then. Okay, have a great week until then. Talk to you soon. She's got, she's got skills. skills.